0: Hello, and welcome to Reading with Carrie, a mindfulness podcast series that can be used as a sleep aid or to ease your anxiety and relieve your stress. I am your host, Carrie Fable, and I am so thankful that you've decided to spend some time with me. Hansel and Gretel is such a weird story to me. I like the concept in a weird twisted way, but it's mostly disturbing. <laughs> However, it's kind of my goal to read all of the fairy tales out there, and so I have to cover this one to get the notch on my belt. But as always, before we begin, let's start with a brief breathing exercise. This exercise is a mindful emotional state of happiness. So, first, We're going to focus on our breathing. And without changing it, let it naturally, organically come. Nice deep breathing in, but don't force it. Deep breathing out. We're just trying to get our relaxation kind of flowing. Now put your feet on the ground or whatever surface you're resting on. And gently push onto the floor or onto the bedding. Press and notice the sensations on the bottoms of your feet touching the surface. Just be in the moment. If you're pushing, you might even begin feeling a pulse in your toes or your feet. Deep breathing in. Hold it for a moment and exhale out. Deep breath in, deep breath out. And now, while you're still kind of focusing on your breathing, consider where happiness comes from for you. Does happiness come from your heart or your mind or maybe your belly? Where does it come from for you? Discover where the idea of happiness comes from and focus on that area. Whatever happiness means to you. Maybe a smile or an energy that runs through your body. Or maybe happiness is relaxing the muscles in your shoulders. Expand it now wider and wider, and let the feeling of the happiness flow through your body. Just feel more and more happy. Maybe wiggle your body, maybe tense a muscle and then relax it. You'll tense on an inhale, hold the tension, and relax the tension as you exhale. And you can move through your whole body that way. Especially if you're feeling tension somewhere specific, like your shoulders. Just feel more and more happy and allow yourself only to focus on this and be happy. Remember what this feeling of happiness feels like. You can have this feeling of happiness whenever you choose. Just by being in this moment, this feeling of happiness can take over your mind and your body and your soul and your whole spirit. Really feel the happiness, the contentment, the relaxation. Now, slowly open your eyes. Just be in the moment of happiness Just be Just be And as always, I like to indulge in a nice, happy sigh Let's slowly take a nice deep inhale And sigh Congratulations, you finished this exercise and now here's the story hard by a great forest dwelt a poor woodcutter with his wife and his two children the boy was called hansel and the girl gretel he had little to bite and to break and once when great scarcity fell on the land he could no longer procure daily bread Now when he thought over this by night in his bed, and tossed about in his anxiety, he groaned and said to his wife, "'What is to become of us? How are we to feed our poor children, when we no longer have anything even for ourselves?' "'I'll tell you what, husband,' answered the woman. "'Early tomorrow morning we will take the children out into the forest, to where it is the thickest. There we will light a fire for them, and give each of them one piece of bread more, and then we will go to our work and leave them alone.' They will not find the way home again, and we shall be rid of them. No, wife, said the man. I will not do that. How can I bear to leave my children alone in the forest? The wild animals would soon come and tear them to pieces. Oh, thou fool, said she, then we must all four die of hunger. Thou mayest as well plane the planks for our coffins. And she left him no peace until he consented. But I feel very sorry for the poor children all the same, said the man the two children had also not been able to sleep for hunger and had heard what their stepmother had said to their father gretel wept bitter tears and said to hansel now all is over with us be quiet gretel said hansel do not distress thyself i will soon find a way to help us and when the old folks had fallen asleep he got up put on his little coat opened the door below and crept outside the moon shone brightly and the white pebbles which lay in front of the house glittered like real silver pennies Hansel stooped and put as many of them in the little pocket of his coat as he could possibly get in. Then he went back and said to Gretel, "'Be comforted, dear little sister, and sleep in peace. God will not forsake us.' And he lay down again in his bed. One day dawned, but before the sun had risen, the woman came and awoke the two children, saying, "'Get up, you sluggards! We are going into the forest to fetch wood.' She gave each a little piece of bread and said, "'There is something for your dinner, but do not eat it up before then, for you will get nothing else.' Gretel took the bread under her apron, as Hansel had the stones in his pocket. Then they all set out together on the way to the forest. When they had walked a short time, Hansel stood still and peeped back at the house, and did so again and again. His father said, Hansel, what art thou looking at there, and staying behind for? Mind what thou art about, and do not forget how to use thy legs. Ah, father, said Hansel, I am looking at my little white cat, which is sitting up on the roof, and wants to say goodbye to me. The wife said, Fool, that is not thy little cat that is the morning sun which is shining on the chimneys hansel however had not been looking back at the cat but had been consistently throwing one of the white pebble stones out of his pocket on the road when they had reached the middle of the forest the father said now children pile up some wood and i will light a fire that you may not be cold Hansel and Gretel gathered brushwood together, as high as a little hill. The brushwood was lighted, and when the flames were burning very high, the woman said, Now, children, lay yourselves down by the fire and rest. We will go into the forest and cut some wood. When we have done, we will come back and fetch you away. Hansel and Gretel sat by the fire, and when noon came each ate a little piece of bread, and as they heard the strokes of the wood-axe they believed that their father was near. It was, however, not the axe. It was a branch which he had fastened to a withered tree, which the wind was blowing backwards and forwards. And as they had been sitting such a long time, their eyes shut with fatigue and they fell fast asleep. When at last they awoke, it was already dark night. Gretel began to cry and said, How are we to get out of the forest now? But Hansel comforted her and said, Just wait a little until the moon has risen, and then we will soon find the way. And when the full moon had risen, Hansel took his little sister by the hand and followed the pebbles, which shone like newly coined silver pieces, and showed them the way. They walked the whole night long, and by break of day came once more to their father's house. They knocked at the door, and when the woman opened it and saw that it was Hansel and Gretel, she said, You naughty children! Why have you slept so long in the forest? We thought you were never coming back at all. The father, however, rejoiced, for it had cut him to the heart to leave them behind alone. Not long afterwards there was once more great scarcity in all parts, and the children heard their mother saying at night to their father, "'Everything is eaten again. We have one half-loaf left, and after that there is an end. The children must go. We will take them farther into the wood, so that they will not find their way out again. There is no other means of saving ourselves.' The man's heart was heavy, and he thought, "'It would be better for thee to share the last mouthful with thy children.' The woman, however, would listen to nothing that he had to say, but scolded and reproached him. He who says A must say B, likewise, and as he had yielded the first time, he had to do so a second time also. The children were, however, still awake and had heard the conversation. When the old folks were asleep, Hansel again got up and wanted to go out and pick up pebbles, but the woman had locked the door, and Hansel could not get out. Nevertheless, he comforted his little sister and said, Do not cry, Gretel. Go to sleep quietly. The good god will help us." Early in the morning came the woman, and took the children out of their beds. Their bit of bread was given to them, but it was still smaller than the time before. On the way into the forest Hansel crumbled his in his pocket, and often stood still and threw a morsel on the ground. "'Hansel, why dost thou stop and look round?' said the father. "'Go on.' "'I am looking back at my little pigeon, which is sitting on the roof, and wants to say good-bye to me,' answered Hansel. "'Simpleton,' said the woman, "'that is not thy little pigeon.' that is the morning sun that is shining on the chimney. Hansel, however, little by little, threw all the crumbs on the path. The woman led the children still deeper into the forest, where they had never in their lives been before. Then a great fire was again made, and the mother said, Just sit there, you children, and when you are tired you may sleep a little. We are going into the forest to cut wood, and in the evening, when we are done, we will come and fetch you away. When it was noon, Gretel shared her piece of bread with Hansel, who had scattered his by the way. Then they fell asleep, and evening came and went, but no one came to the poor children. They did not awake again until it was dark night, and Hansel comforted his little sister and said, Just wait, Gretel, until the moon rises, and then we shall see the crumbs of bread which I have strewn about. They will show us our way home again. When the moon came, they set out, but they found no crumbs, for the many thousands of birds which fly about in the woods and fields had picked them all up. Hansel said to Gretel, We shall soon find the way, but they did not find it. They walked the whole night, and all the next day too, from the morning till evening. But they did not get out of the forest, and were very hungry, for they had nothing to eat but two or three berries, which grew on the ground. And as they were so weary that their legs would carry them no longer, they lay down beneath a tree and fell asleep. It was now three mornings since they had left their father's house. They began to walk again, but they always got deeper into the forest, and if help did not come soon, they must die of hunger and weariness. When it was midday, they saw a beautiful snow-white bird sitting on a bough, which sang so delightfully that they stood still and listened to it. And when it had finished its song, it spread its wings and flew away before them, and they followed it until they reached a little house on the roof of which it alighted. And when they came quite up to the little house, they saw that it was built of bread, and covered with cakes, but that the windows were of clear sugar. We will set to work on that, said Hansel, and have a good meal. I will eat a bit of the roof, and thou, Gretel, canst eat some of the window. It will taste sweet. He reached up above, and broke off a little of the roof to try how it tasted, and Gretel leant against the window and nibbled at the panes. Then a soft voice cried from the room. Nibble, nibble, nah! Who is nibbling at my little house? The children answered. The wind, the wind! The heaven-born wind! and went on eating without disturbing themselves hansel who thought the roof tasted very nice tore down a great piece of it and gretel pushed about the whole of one round window pane, sat down and enjoyed herself with it suddenly the door opened and a very very old woman who supported herself on crutches came creeping out hansel and gretel were so terribly frightened that they let fall what they had in their hands the old woman however nodded her head and said oh you dear children who has brought you here "'Do come in and stay with me. No harm shall happen to you.' She took them both by the hand and led them into her little house. Then good food was set before them, milk and pancakes, with sugar, apples and nuts. Afterwards, two pretty little beds were covered with clean white linen, and Hansel and Gretel lay down in them and thought they were in heaven. The old woman had only pretended to be so kind.' She was in reality a wicked witch, who lay in wait for children, and had only built the little bread house in order to entice them there. When a child fell into her power, she killed it, cooked and ate it, and that was a feast day with her. Witches have red eyes and cannot see far, but they have a keen scent like the beasts, and are aware when human beings draw near. When Hansel and Gretel came into her neighborhood, she laughed maliciously and said mockingly, "'Oh dear, I have them! They shall not escape me again!' Early in the morning before the children were awake, she was already up, and when she saw both of them sleeping and looking so pretty, with their plump red cheeks, she muttered to herself, "'That will be a dainty mouthful.' Then she seized Hansel with her shriveled hand, carried him into a little stable, and shut him in with a grated door. He might scream as he liked. That was of no use. Then she went to Gretel, shook her till she awoke, and cried, "'Get up, lazy thing, fetch some water, and cook something good for thy brother.' He is in the stable outside, and is to be made fat. When he is fat, I will eat him. Gretel began to weep bitterly, but it was all in vain. She was forced to do what the wicked witch ordered her. And now the best food was cooked for poor Hansel, but Gretel got nothing but crab shells. Every morning the woman crept to the little stable and cried, Hansel, stretch out thy finger, that I may feel if thou wilt soon be fat. Hansel, however, stretched out a little bone to her, and the old woman, who had dim eyes— "'could not see it and thought it was Hansel's finger "'and was astonished that there was no way of fattening him. "'When four weeks had gone by and Hansel still continued thin, "'she was seized with impatience and would not wait any longer. "'Hola, Gretel!' she cried to the girl. "'Be active and bring some water. "'Let Hansel be fat or lean. "'Tomorrow I will kill him and cook him.' "'Ah, how the poor little sister did lament "'when she had to fetch the water "'and how her tears did flow down her cheeks. "'Dear God, do help us.' "'She cried. "'If the wild beasts in the forest had but devoured us, "'we should at any rate have died together.' "'Just keep thy noise to thyself,' said the old woman. "'All that won't help thee at all.' Early in the morning, Gretel had to go out and hang up the cauldron with the water and light the fire. "'We will bake first,' said the old woman. "'I have already heated the oven and kneaded the dough.' She pushed poor Gretel out to the oven, from which flames of fire were already darting. "'Creep in,' said the witch, "'and see if it is properly heated.' "'so that we can shut the bread in.' "'And when once Gretel was inside, "'she intended to shut the oven and let her bake in it, "'and then she would eat her too. "'But Gretel saw what she had in her mind and said, "'I do not know how I am to do it. "'How do you get in?' "'Silly goose,' said the old woman. "'The door is big enough. "'Just look, I can get in myself.' "'And she crept up and thrust her head into the oven. "'Then Gretel gave her a push that drove her far into it "'and shut the iron door and fastened the bolt.' Oh, then she began to howl quite horribly, but Gretel ran away, and the godless witch was miserably burnt to death. Gretel, however, ran like lightning to Hansel, opened his little stable, and cried, Hansel, we are saved! The old witch is dead! Then Hansel sprang out like a bird from its cage when the doors opened for it how they did rejoice and embrace each other, and dance about and kiss each other, and as they had no longer need to fear her, they went into the witch's house, and in every corner there stood chests full of pearls and jewels. These are far better than pebbles, said Hansel, and thrust into his pockets whatever could be gotten, and Gretel said, I too will take something home with me, and filled her pinafore full. But now we will go away, said Hansel, that we may get out of the witch's forest." When they had walked for two hours, they came to a great piece of water. We cannot get over, said Hansel. I see no foot plank and no bridge. And no boat crosses either, answered Gretel. But a white duck is swimming there. If I ask her, she will help us over. Then she cried, Little duck, little duck, dost thou see Hansel and Gretel are waiting for thee? There is never a plank or bridge in sight. Take us across on thy back so white. The duck came to them, and Hansel seated himself on its back, and told his sister to sit by him. "'No,' replied Gretel. "'That will be too heavy for the little duck. "'She shall take us across, one after the other.' "'The good little duck did so, "'and then they were once safely across "'and had walked for a short time. "'The forest seemed to be more and more familiar to them, "'and at length they saw from afar their father's house. "'Then they began to run, rushed into the parlor, "'and threw themselves into their father's arms. "'The man had not known one happy hour "'since he had left the children in the forest. "'The woman, however, was dead.' Gretel emptied her pinafore until pearls and precious stones ran about the room, and Hansel threw one handful after another out of his pocket to add to them. Then all anxiety was at an end, and they lived together in perfect happiness. My tale is done. There runs a mouse. Whoever catches it may make himself a big fur cap out of it. I found it hard to write today's Closing Thoughts. Perhaps it's because I have such an aversion to the mother in this story, who sometimes was referred to as stepmother, so I'm not sure what's going on there. These poor children suffered throughout their short little lives, and their spineless father gave in to the idea of sacrificing them so he could live. It just doesn't sit well with me, but I suppose it is the grim reality to some. Okay, maybe cannibalism isn't as much of a threat as this story makes out, but the idea of survival and surviving at all costs. The parents, if they even deserve to be called that, sacrificed their family, the children they were sworn to protect, in order to survive a few additional months themselves. We see at the end that the mother figure still died, we can assume from starvation. So even without those two additional mouths to feed, it was still a lost cause. I would almost hazard a guess that the father would have passed away shortly after had the children not returned with a small fortune. Clearly I'm letting my bias show and for that I apologize. If this has also triggered you, please accept my sincere apology. Instead of focusing on the negative, let's flip it around and create a positive lesson to learn, still within the confines of survival. This reminds me of the slogan, it gets better which is actually a project created for LGBT youth if you find yourself needing assistance in this way. Visit itgetsbetter.org. I'll provide the link in the description. But looking at little Hansel and Gretel, we see that they didn't give in to despair. Although they did allow themselves to cry, which is a healthy response given their predicament. They pushed in every way to find a way to make it to the next day. Even though it looked like all hope was lost, they were literally about to be eaten, they still fought. I think that's definitely something we can draw inspiration from. First, that you may find you have a toxic relationship even within your own family. And second, that even if this is the case, it does not mean you won't find an end to your struggle. I wanna take this moment now to bring up an idea I've had for a few years that I am working on making a reality. I call it both roll call and hashtag you matter, I want to no, I will be starting a Discord in which will reside a community of support. So often I hear people say, no one cares about me, or no one would notice if I disappeared. And that truly breaks my heart. So I'm doing something about it. Through this Discord, members will be given the opportunity to provide a nickname or username. It can be their real name, but it doesn't have to be. And one solid way to contact them, email, text, Facebook, they will be added to my roll call. And once a week, I will do a live stream via my YouTube channel, Tier 2 Works, where we just hang out and play video games or have fun. We will plan that time to get together and chat and hang out, and I will go down this roll call list. I will acknowledge your attendance and notice your absence. Now, obviously, it is not mandatory that you make every stream, but that is where the Discord chat comes in. I want to know if you won't be able to make it. If I don't hear from you, I will reach out via the solid contact method to make sure you are okay. Because you matter, and I care. And as cheesy as this may sound to some, if I can help one person push through a difficult time in their life to survive to see that it gets better, then it's worth it. So go ahead and feature me on a cringe countdown. It'll help me spread the message. So this Discord is not yet available, but that's because I want to do it right. So I will be updating you once it's ready to begin, and I encourage and even beg you to reach out to me, readingwithcarry at gmail.com, or post a comment on my YouTube channel, Tier 2 Works, with any ideas, advice, suggestions, what have you. I know I'm going to need help, specifically moderators, as our community grows, to make sure everyone is accounted for and absences are excused. Now, I do want to point out that you do not have to join the roll call to be a part of the Discord, but I wanted to create an option to those who feel like they truly do not have anyone. You do now. Thank you for listening. I welcome you back anytime you may need to hear a comforting voice or a familiar bedtime story.